our character is the bridge between our potential and our performance. So we can have knowledge, skill, experience, but whether or not we actually effectively apply that comes down to the strength of our character, the strength of our spirit, basically the effectiveness of our behaviour. So a big part of the leadership role is actually enabling character development and effective mindsets, emotions and actions to create outcomes. So it's at the heart of everything we do. Hi, this is Julie Hyde. Thanks for joining me on Making Account, a podcast dedicated to inspiring leaders and business owners to be even better leaders, to create a great culture, empower their people and be more productive. So let's get into it. My guest today is Karen Gately. Karen is a passionate optimist with an unwavering belief in the power of the human spirit. An author, speaker, advisor, and educator in the fields of human performance and leadership, she brings a fresh perspective to what it takes to be a successful manager of people. Her approach is heavily influenced by the 25 years she spent training and teaching karate. As a third Dan black belt, she can be very persuasive when she needs to be. Karen really does have a lot to say and her insight and thought leadership is easily accessible being an author of two books, regular contributor to business and lifestyle publications and a frequent guest on national television and radio. So this is a really great chat in terms of what you can take from this and apply to your life in your leadership at a time when we're managing this COVID-19 pandemic and it will give you some really great tips to um, help you in managing your people as well. So we chat about how Karen's karate training has influenced her leadership where her strong belief in the human spirit came from, tips for getting through these uncertain and challenging times, and tips for leaders to fuel their team's human spirit. I know that you're going to enjoy this one, so sit back, grab a coffee, and relax. Karen Gately, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm super excited to be chatting with you today and talking about everything about the human spirit and how we can keep um, our team, you know, energised and, um, you know, as well as we possibly can in these very uncertain times. So Absolutely. Yeah. It's a great opportunity to have that chat because clearly, um, you know, everyone I talk to, there's um, challenges that they're facing. And so there's a a lot of things that are unique to each individual circumstances, clearly. Um, Mm. But a lot of common things as well that people are facing and battling through. And, you know, I think there's a lot we can do to actually leverage opportunity from this. Yes, absolutely. So I'd love for my listeners to get an insight into you. And so could you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you've landed to where you are today? Yeah, well, the journey really starts a long time ago when I um, signed up as a five-year-old to start um, training in the martial arts. So, you know, I did karate for a very long time. Um, I'm a third Dan black belt and, and sensei in that world. And, you know, it was very much that world that influenced my approach in business. So, you know, as a young leader, it was really evident to me that a lot of what we expected, a lot of the ways in which we behaved as leaders in the dojo were very relevant in the world of work. 
So, you know, very early on, um, I became really curious about human beings, human potential and performance in the context of the workplace. Um, so then decided to embark on a, a master's in HR. Um, you know, at that time, I was a, in the early stages of my career, I was in client service and administration roles and undertook um, a degree in HR to become a better leader and then just fell in love with that profession and um, was fortunate to, to take on a, an HR role um, at the Vanguard Group, you know, for a number of years. I then started my business, which was at that time called Ryan Gately, uh, around 15 years ago with another HR director friend. Um, we set out to become an outsourced HR department and, and did that for many years. Um, and then in more recent times, Corporate Dojo was born, which is really about blending my two worlds of being a martial artist and um, being an HR leader, being a business leader myself. And, you know, what all of those things have taught me about what matters most to engaging and leveraging human beings. Mm. So, yeah, that's the, the sort of potted history of, of where I've come from. Yeah, a very condensed version, of course. And you, you mentioned that you're a, a third Dan black belt and sensei, sensei, which okay. is super impressive. And I've had the privilege of seeing you in action a little bit um, when I've seen you speak, and um, you're quite scary. But for those <laughs> of you who don't know how impressive that is, could you tell us a little bit about that and also? how this has influenced you and your leadership. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, I think that the thing that comes to my mind um, first is that the martial arts is actually about not only learning how to survive if your life is under threat, but it's actually about becoming the best possible version of yourself. Mm. And, you know, in that, um, you know, we, we create an environment in the dojo that is both supportive, that is optimistic and encouraging, but there's also very clear standards around the way we're expected to turn up, the way we're expected to behave, um, the frequency or discipline with which we engage with our training. So, you know, the environment, our peers, our sensei, everyone plays a very big role in enabling us to be um, successful in that pursuit mm. of excellence. So, you know, again, it's uh, in every style of the martial arts is different um, in the form that I practiced to, you know, as an adult to become a black belt, you'd have to dedicate three, four nights or days of training, uh, you know, classes a week for probably four years. Wow. Um, and then each level of black belt beyond that is another at least four years of training. But at that point, it's not just about kicking and punching and skills. It's actually more about the character development. So to become a black belt, you need to have the foundations of focus and courage and discipline and self-respect and those things. Um, but as a higher level black belt, you need to actually be a sensei and impart wisdom and um, support other students on the journey of character development and self-mastery. So, you know, as a third Dan Black Belt, I had the opportunity to guide other human beings to reach that standard of Black Belt and beyond. Um, you know, and again, in that competition side of the martial arts, 
you know, again, great opportunities to coach uh, state and national teams and to, you know, be part of that um, team um, aspect to the sport or, or martial arts as well. Mm. So there is so much of that that is directly relevant, clearly, in the world of business. Um, you know, in, in my experience, there is no doubt that um, our character is the bridge between our potential and our performance. So we can have knowledge, skill, experience, but whether or not we actually effectively apply that comes down to the strength of our character, the strength of our spirit, basically the effectiveness of our behaviour. Mm. So a big part of the leadership role is actually enabling character development and effective <laughs> mindsets, emotions and actions yeah. to create outcomes. So it's at the heart of everything we do. Yeah. Absolutely. As you were talking, I'm, I'm just thinking, yep, that it's just all, that is everything that you are and everything that you teach yeah. around that whole enabling. And I love what you said before around um, it really establishes standards and um, how you're expected to show up. Yeah, that's right. In that world, which of course really should be translated to to leadership and how we show up as leaders and what standards Absolutely. that we're going to, willing to expect, um, accept. Yeah, that's right. So how we turn up, so sensei is always the example, whether yeah. you're teaching a class or not. If you run into your student in the street, you need to be a version of yourself that you can be proud of. Um, mm. You know, so you need to demonstrate um, leadership as a human being and as a way of life. It's mm. not just what you do in the dojo. Um, but then you also need to set those expectations for your students. So, for example, if someone hasn't turned up for training, um, the first thing that's going to happen is since he's going to ask why, you're probably going to get a phone call. <laughs> yeah. If you're lucky enough not to get a phone call, when you come back into the dojo, you're definitely going to get that question. Um, but you're probably going to have had that question from your training partners and training buddies um, mm. on the way in through the door anyway. And when there's not, when all you can offer is an excuse, there is no getting out of jail free card. Mm. People are not accepting that. People are just like, hmm. and (laughs) yeah reasons um then people would rally and they would support you and they would encourage you and they'd be empathetic and compassionate so we learned very early on there are differences there's a big difference between offering a reason and offering Mm. an excuse Mm. Um, so you know again there's just so many aspects of that martial arts journey that when you think about the levels of discipline and accountability and follow-through and performance that we get in business yeah you can see the extent to which it, it makes a difference yeah absolutely so can you now tell us our listeners what is at the very heart and like what is the real essence of your business corporate dojo it's it's really about enabling organisations to thrive because human beings are thriving. You know, mm. I do believe that when individuals and groups are at their best, organisations can't help but thrive and achieve amazing outcomes. So, yeah. you know, we work with leaders, we work with teams of people and individuals to enable that outcome. Um, But, you know, I'd say there's a higher purpose to the business beyond that, and that is I believe that we really can substantially make a positive difference in the world through business. 
So by, by prioritising that part of our community, so targeting the business community, you know, I do believe we can inspire, enable greater leadership of other people, but also self-leadership, mm. um, accountability, integrity, um, compassion, you know, all of those things that are ultimately going to enable us all to live a better quality of life and to, you know, look after globally the issues that we need to and the planet, you know, it all comes down to ownership, compassion, integrity when it comes to solving our collective issues. Mm. So, you know, that um, inspiring ownership step up and into your part is is a big part of what we're trying to influence. Mm. Yeah. And so you're like you've got such a strong belief in the human spirit. Like you truly believe in that. Where has this come from in terms of like this absolute unwavering belief in the power of people? <laughs> Yeah, it's a great question um, because I think it's come from lots of different places like it usually is the case in life, right? Mm. Um, but, but first and foremost, I think it comes from my own personal journey mm. of, you know, having um, witnessed and observed people not take responsibility, not have a good impact, having, you know, gone on my own journey to overcome limiting beliefs or sense of insecurity or, uh, you know, challenges with managing my emotions. Um, you know, I, I know that I've been able to find ways through, for example, and back from depression and anxiety that at the time felt incredibly debilitating and you know you're in a state of hopelessness and being able to actually apply my martial arts lessons in those moments and drag myself out of those spaces mm. I do know people can and you know we, we spend a lot of time relying on on a lot of other people to take us somewhere else other than the space that we're in right now so again I've seen students through the martial arts do amazing things you know mm. people that you would think um, weren't necessarily going to be successful in that and they were you know um, <clears throat> and and successful for the right reasons because they had really um, strong character and strength you know spirit um, not necessarily the technique, you know. So in the martial arts environment and if you're in a fight, of course, you know, your ability to kick and punch and block and all of those things matters. But if you don't have the courage or the focus or whatever that's needed to apply that technique effectively, then, it, then it's useless to you. Mm. So I've seen a lot of people find that character strength, go on a journey, become... Um, a stronger version of themselves and, and smash it. You know, so I do believe through the, all of those experiences that people can, if they choose to, be at their mm. best. And a big part of that choice is being surrounded by, by inspiring leadership, inspiring peers, you know, that in it together, let's make this thing happen. Mm. And then, you know, I, I also do think that on some levels, I was very fortunate to kind of just arrive um, wanting to see opportunity and optimistic views of the world. Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, which you're incredibly good at. And especially at a time like now, I've noticed like on your LinkedIn, it's like, okay, let's have a look. Let's talk about, you know, something that good that's happened today. So I love that, particularly in a time such as now. I think it's so important, obviously, to validate any um, emotions around feeling stressed or anxious or, or depressed, whatever it might be. Let's that, acknowledge it and mm. not beat ourselves up because that doesn't help either. Um, mm. So I certainly know there have been times in my life where the internal conversation is, get it together, you know, suck it up, you teach people this stuff. <laughs> Why are you coping? <laughs> you know, just tell yourself off constantly for not being strong enough. Uh, that does not help. And, you know, when I actually learned to be more respectful and kinder to my moment, myself in those moments around, you're fine, you'll find the way through, you just need a breather, then, you know, anxiety gets in order and depression gets in order. So that's, um, you know, work through the emotions we are feeling. But part of being able to do that consistently is turning our mind and our attention on purpose to things that are good, that we can bank as energising. Yeah. So, you know, for me, um, it literally feels like I have to, other than the risk of, you know, anybody actually catching this disease and, and God forbid, passing from it, um, beyond that, it's just all good. You know, I just think there's so much opportunity. Mm. Um, so I have an endless list of examples of things that things that I think are great about this. Mm. Amazing. <laughs> so, what in times like these when you know people are going through a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear um, through experiencing this uncertainty, and we don't know what's going to happen when we don't know what's going to happen when and um, with the COVID-19 and I know a lot of people are struggling with, we just don't know when it's going to be over. Like they don't have an end date to work yeah. towards. It's like, is it six months? Is it 12 months? Is it two months? What is it? Um, how can leaders fuel their team spirit and get them through these times? What advice you know, do you the, have? The first thing that comes to my mind actually is helping people to to choose um, their thoughts, right? So mm. immediately what you took me back to is my, um, I think it was my second and second black belt level grading. And um, going into that, you know it's going to be super hard. You know the chances of getting punched in the head or throwing <laughs> up or getting <laughs> severe cramp. Is extremely high, typical. You'll be lucky to avoid those things. Um, you don't know quite how long it's going to be, though, because the time frame for gradings is quite legendary. You know, so people wear that as a badge of honour. Mine was four hours, 34 minutes and 23 seconds. So you go into it knowing it, your body and your mind is going to hurt and you won't know when it's over. Mm. Now, if you're in that grading and all you can think about is when is this over, it is going to be the most torturous thing you have ever experienced. Yeah. But if your mind turns to I am here and manage each moment to the best of my ability, Mm. take advantage, take advantage, for example, to breathe, to create some space between me and this opponent I'm fighting so I can 
actually get my heart rate back under control, um, you know, pace the, the um, my ex- uh, use of my energy through this, through this grading in each moment. Because, again, I don't know how long I have to keep going for. Mm. Turns out it was four hours, 11 minutes. Oh, my God. You know, so, and that's, that's like full on going, like you're either throwing a technique or you're fighting somebody else. You're doing multiple attacker sparring. So people are just like on you at the same time. Um, no, they're not trying to hurt you badly, but they're not pulling all of their punches, right? Like they're making this real because at the end of the day for us to say, yes, you're a black belt, the person has to know they went there and they fought and they won and they came back and they endured and they kept going. So if we then take it back into where are we now? Well, we're in black belt grading. Mm. Okay, we can entertain how long is this going to be. Or we're going to say, or, or what we're better off saying is how do I live the best life in these circumstances for the foreseeable future? Mm. Yes. How do, how do I actually overcome um, the, the frustrations that are just doing my head in? So whether that's isolation, whether it's, um, you know, being constantly interrupted or being surrounded by people the whole time or, you know, the list goes on of what might be difficult for you. Um, it might be I, I'm unemployed, I'm, I'm now only reliant on government support and I can't see where my industry is coming back online here, you know. Yeah. How do I live the best life? How do I leverage now um, to at least come out of it with something of value mm. is, yeah. is what's worth turning our mind to. Mm. I love that because really the only thing we can control at these times or any time is us, ourselves. That's right. Just me. So, and, and what you said before in terms of like managing each moment, breathing, um and pacing yeah like that is such great advice at times like this but how do I live my best life now so do you encourage leaders to be having those discussions with their team yeah you know on say like a Monday morning like or you know at any interaction just getting them focused in that direction their team focused in that direction yeah, and again, let's that's acknowledge the real challenges. Let's be empathetic to the fact that not everyone even has a space that they can create to get some privacy and some space to focus. People are sharing, you know, the kitchen table with kids and partners. and um, So let's be empathetic. But let's mm. also turn people's mind regularly to, mm. to what's exciting right now, what opportunities do we have, what is good, mm. how can we um, be the masters of our own destiny and not purely having just to react um, to the circumstances that we're in. Yeah, absolutely. That em- empathy piece, as you said, is really critical because, um, you know, I suppose I would count myself lucky at this stage where I don't have little kids vying for my attention with a lot of people do uh, and they are struggling with it. It's like, okay, so I've got to try and maintain focus here, but my kids need me. I've got my partner at the other end of the table. So it's tough. It is really tough. And especially when you're not used to having people on top of you, as you said, all the time, Mm. really, um, 
a little claustrophobic. Overwhelming. You know, I had a client this morning that I was coaching who was sitting um, on his own in his city office um, working because he just needed to create some space. Yeah. You know, some quiet. Yes. (laughs) Quiet in this noise. Absolutely. So, yes, it, it is a big challenge for us. And I think those tips that you um, gave us in terms of like for leaders to coach their team through that, but just for individuals listening to this to really be, you know, take responsibility for how we're being in this moment. Yeah. It can be very easy to get swept away in the media, fear yeah. and chaos, but let's, you know, let's just. And again, nothing or no one can create harm unless we choose to let it other than mm. a virus, um, you know, yeah. unfortunately. But you know, absolutely, what information are you consuming and mm. how often are you consuming it and then how much time are you spending ruminating on it and worrying about um, how complex or how scary or how, you know, whatever it is. Um, you know, I see interesting little spikes of we need someone to blame here so that's, you know, all pile on on China or the whoever it is that we want to be responsible. And, you know, I have no doubt that, that certain people need to be accountable on, on certain levels. But at the end of the day, um, you know, what are we actually going to invest our energy in? Mm. Is it, okay, I'm here. Um, so say, for example, the person who does suddenly find themselves just 24-7 surrounded by family, it's time to do their head in. Well, again, create some boundaries, set some routines that allows everyone to have some spaces. Um, But also work on yourself and your um, realisation that this is an opportunity to be present. This is a real Mm. opportunity to um, practice some aspects of who you are, like tolerance, like patience, like good communication skills when you actually appreciate all of the attention you're partners giving you right now but you actually prefer they stay out of the room so you can finish this report Mm. (laughs) (laughs) had to have that conversation thanks honey for the 10th cup of tea but um so there's lots of things we can work on um ourselves through this time Mm. to to benefit from it yeah so on the flip side so a lot of people are feeling the isolation of being away from their teammates as well and they may be living on their own is there any tips that you can give them? Is, is it, mm. I mean, is it similar? Yeah. Look, I think it, it really is. Absolutely. It's about understanding you, what you need to be productive. Having energy is part of your ability to be productive. Um, having a human connection and sense of community and belonging for most people makes a difference to yeah. varying extents. So, um, you know, the introverts of the world, you know, were absolutely for the first two or three weeks having a little happy dance about the fact that, you know, <laughs> they can now just hang out, um, you know, on their own. But, you know, even for those people, as time rolls on, you know, it, it still will become more and more challenging. And mm. I do have um, clients who are in that situation. They live on their own. They're working from home. So I think, you know, some of the fundamentals around stay connected have purposeful conversations. Mm. So making sure that we're hooking into team meetings at the start and the end of the day, for example, doesn't work with every team. Certainly Mm. what I'm doing with my team, um, you know, just all getting online, we can see each other, we're having a chat. And sometimes all we're really doing is using Messenger to have filters so we can all be different characters and um, find that hilariously funny. (laughs) (laughs) 
and other times we're actually having a team meeting that's um, moving us forward. Mm. So I do think it's important to have some time that's just about some fun and just have a bit of a laugh and um, check in with each other. Um, but then it's also about, okay, let's all get online now, talk about our priorities for the rest of the day, um, you know, what roadblocks have we come up against, whatever it might be. So putting some structure yeah. around how we're um, communicating and engaging some routine to keep people hooked in is, is important as well. Yeah, absolutely. Great tips. So can you tell us how do we get in contact with you? Now, there's a lot of forums that people can connect with you, which is awesome. So, <laughs> my brother-in-law said to me recently, he's like, I feel like I turn around there you are. <laughs> like, I'm sorry about that. Um, but obviously corporatedojo.com, our website, um, you know, has all of our um, contact, like email, phone, et cetera, details. And as you pointed out, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Instagram, Twitter, all those different places, um, we are communicating as well. So, yeah, any of those ways will will reach us. Yes. And you've got Ticker TV? Yes, Ticker TV um, on tickertv.com.au and um, Black Belt Leader is the show on that. As you well know, thank you for being on recently. That was uh, a great chat as well about similar topics. Pleasure. It was good. It was really good. So if you do jump on the Ticker TV and search Black Belt Leader, it brings up all of the episodes, which is yes. which is really great. Yes. And of course, three books. So um, there's lots of ways that people can um, connect in with you and um, yeah. absorb no shortage. your intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was going to say there's no shortage of my opinion out there. <laughs> no, I, I do like I speaking. radio, TV. Yeah, yeah, and articles. Um, no, mm. I, do, I do use the media a lot to sort of share tips and advice, you know, on um, how we can thrive at work and in life more broadly. Mm. As I said, our, our broader mission really is about healing the world through leadership and self-leadership, as I said. Um, so we do, we publish a lot of different insights so yeah it's not hard to find yeah absolutely so that brings me to my final question for you Karen and it's been wonderful to chat to you and I'm really really grateful for your time thank you I would love to know how you feel that you're making it count which is in line with our podcast name and you know how do you want to be remembered I want to be remembered as someone who really helped um, enable other human beings to get past their stuff and be better. That's where I get my energy from. You know, when I really see someone overcome the fear or overcome the hesitations or the baggage or the self-loathing or whatever it might be and find their sweet spot and kick goals, um, that feels really meaningful to me. So, you know, as long as people can remember me as someone that helped them to believe and have hope and to feel energized and grateful i'll be happy yeah beautiful thank you so much for sharing thank you thanks again for being part of our podcast today really appreciate the opportunity thanks for listening And I hope that you have gained some great ideas and feel inspired to get out there and make what you do count for your leadership, your business, and your life. Please do leave a review for this podcast and please share it with your network. 
Send any feedback or suggestions for future guests by emailing me, julie at juliehide.com.au. For now, let's get out there and make it count.